I'm your host, Bailey Sessoms, and you're listening to CEO Convo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs. So get ready for some candid conversations with top-level entrepreneurs, dropping gems on building relationships, dishing the raw realities of running a profitable business, and realistic strategies on getting it done. Hello, all my hustlers and CEOs. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of CEO Convo. Today, we're going to talk about how to expand your network and grow your business. I want to introduce our next guest, who is a true creative and businesswoman with a background in art education and a professional photographer. She realized the need to create a community for a supportive of like-minded creatives and entrepreneurs. So she launched District Bliss a community for creative entrepreneurs who want to expand their network, build their business with ease, and just find their tribe. Hosting lighthearted workshops and socials, please welcome Sarah Alipin to the show. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am doing great, and thanks so much for joining us. (laughs) So (laughs) as we always do, we're going to jump right into the scenario. And this show scenario is, I'm an entrepreneur who understands the need for networking, but after a long day, it's difficult for me to be motivated to attend a networking event, especially when it's in the city during rush hour. How do I stay motivated, know which events are worth my time, and will bring me a return on my investment? So Sarah, if you can give us some insight on that and what you would do. So I think one of the most important things that you need to consider when networking is that you are getting the return on the investment because even your time is an investment. Your time is worth money as an entrepreneur, even if it's like the time that it takes you to put on your makeup or pick out your outfit and change six times or um, just force yourself to go. So you busy yourself doing other things that really don't need to be done. Um, And I, I think as an entrepreneur and especially as a creative, a lot of people get that, um, oh, I just don't feel like dealing with something, insert obligation here. And networking mm-hmm. can feel like one of those obligations sometimes. Um, so considering the return on investment is, is the most important thing that you need to come at networking from in general. So for me, the, the way that I go at ROI in networking events is starting with the purpose of networking for for, in my case, myself, but for anyone else, for you, like, what's your purpose? Are you looking to just list builds, build quality connections, get leads? And, you know, that's going to depend on the type of event that you're actually going to attend. I think that's important because I think a lot of times when people do go to events, believe it or not, they don't know what the end goal is. They don't know what the what the objective is. So if it is to list build, meaning <laughs> you just I don't want to say you're getting any in everybody's card, but the goal is to get as many meet as many people as possible because you want to be able to add them to the list, then that's a goal. If it like you said, if it's to make contacts, to possibly get referrals or to build a bit, you know, to build your clientele. That's another, um, you know, another goal. So I think if you don't go in with what your goal is, you won't be able to identify the return on the investment because you don't know why you went there for the the beginning. 
Yeah, and it means that you might end up choosing an event that doesn't apply to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a talent agency, for example, they, they can sustain on list building in many, many ways. Whereas a photographer, your personality is a lot of what you're being hired for. It's not just your quality of pictures because there are a lot of photographers. Um, and we can only book one wedding or event or whatever at a time. Whereas a talent agency, you know, they may have access to upward of 100 bands. So that's more of a numbers game. Um, as opposed to a photographer. So, you know, the big, big events, those are going to be your list building events. Those are going to be the events that you take a ton of business cards to, you pass them out to everybody that you can, um, and then, you know, you go home and you add them or you follow up with them in some way. A lot of times when I've gone to events like that, the person doesn't really – contact me directly afterward they just add me to their listserv so that i know all of the things they have going on all the you know if the if the case is a talent agency then um the different bands that they might have access to um because they're constantly increasing their roster so it's more about awareness and visibility in than in the photography world in this example i guess um if you're looking for quality connections and lead gen Um, And the referrals to the ideal client for you, because we all have our different ideal clients. My photography ideal client is going to be different from anybody else's um, for a hundred different reasons. That doesn't mean that I'm going to always land them. And that doesn't mean that they're always going to find me or I'm always going to find them. But people, if they know you, like you and trust you, then they really feel confident referring to you. And that's a really important thing. So going to some of those, what looks like it's going to be a smaller networking event, actually in my field has a higher ROI because I'm coming away with at least 15 people who are thinking of clients right off the bat that they can refer to me or friends um, or themselves in many cases. Right, and those small networking events usually create an opportunity for more intimacy on a professional level. You get to dialogue more, you get to interact more, and even if it's not one-on-one, you'll find yourself in networking subgroups, I guess you can call it, where you're communicating with maybe two or three other people at the same time, and then that fosters some type of camaraderie. So, you know, like you said, it does become more of a um, a greater connection, where with the bigger events, you were saying to use those more of for list building. One of the things I would like to add to that is when you do go to bigger events to um, to list build, be cognizant of how you introduce yourself and how you connect. When you go to any networking event, I think it's important to be there as a resource, be there as in a giving position and not in a taking position. Too often I've gone to events where I can tell the person just wants to get as many business cards as possible and it comes off very rushed. I can tell they really weren't interested in connecting with me as an individual and a lot of times they don't even ask if they can add me to their email list and the next thing I know I'm at it and I get an email and because I didn't have um, a, you know, a connection or there wasn't something that we, you know, yeah, we didn't connect on, 
I, I just delete myself. I just remove myself from the email list because nine times out of ten is not something that I'm going to be interested in because we didn't have that much of a dialogue for me to even want to continue to connect with you and find out more about you. So I do think it's important yeah. that you have, even if it's like a little script that you come up with to make sure that you're, you have your talking points to where it doesn't feel like, you know, like a hit and run, like you're dating someone. And I think that's another point that people need to look at networking as, as dating. So if you wouldn't do that in a, you know, when you're trying to get to know someone on a personal level, don't do that, you know, when you're networking professionally. That's a, that's a good point. Um, it's always important to show up as an authentic you, um, regardless of if you're looking to list build or if you're looking to build those affiliates, referral partners, and quality connections. Because if you don't show up as you and you're building a quality connection, it's not actually quality. They think you're someone you're not. So, you know, I sometimes I get anxious when I'm going to events or whatever, and I I will call it out. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I am super scattered today. I, you know, just, I feel like I wasn't prepared for this event. Let me start that sentence over. And instead of being embarrassed about it, because that's who I am. Um, but, you know, it's so important to be, especially 2020 is the year of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So be you and find a way to stand out so people remember you as you. Um, right. Even if it's embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing moments. Honestly, I would if you if someone is at a networking event to list build, I'm gonna give you a scenario. And this is just for me because I like it when people keep it 100. I don't, you know, no cut cards. Just keep it real. Just tell me what your intentions are, and we can go from there. If I'm interested, I'm interested. If not, it's good. Approach me. Say, hey, B, how are you? Glad you came out. You know what was your goal and you know being here oh what is it that you do oh this this is oh great you know what I have a podcast or I have whatever I cater to entrepreneurs will you be interested you know my goal here tonight like to, even if you tell me your goal my goal here tonight is to is to get as many entrepreneurs as I can possibly get on my list is it possible if I can add you on my list this is what we do and if you're interested sure no problem thank you if not, not so much, okay, well, maybe next time, here's my card. If you ever change your mind, you can go to the website, feel free to add yourself, and keep it moving. The intentions were there. You told me what you wanted. You wasn't putting on the front to act like you were interested in what I had to say. It was, it, it, and again, it's like dating. If you tell the guy or the woman that you're dating what your intentions are at the beginning, although they might not like it necessarily, they have to respect the fact that you were honest with them. So if you're not interested yeah. in a long-term relate, you know, you wanna you wanna stay in touch. But if you're not necessarily looking to be in a full-fledged commitment with them right now, just like in dating, you just want to date, you know, casually, then let them know that I just want to network with you casually right now. And then as we build a rapport via my emails, or if you want to add me to your email list, we can. Then we can go deeper if if it you know if it takes us that way. But I think, you know, intentions and being honest and upfront with people when you do network can make the world of difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in anything, that should be the policy. Honesty is not always the best policy, but almost always the best policy. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there are scenarios we can think of where, um, like, maybe don't walk up to me. And the first thing you say is, wow, you've gained a whole bunch of weight since the last time I saw you. <laughs> 
But honesty is generally the best policy. And people buy something they know, like, and trust. So you want to be someone that people know, like, and trust. It's super important. And that's who they refer to. That's what you learn when you build a quality connection with someone. It's important to know who you are as a business owner, too, and know your strengths. Let me ask you this question. You said that we need to know what our goal is when we go to network, whether it's to list build, whether it's to, you know, create a more intimate conversations to um, get future clients. What would you suggest to stay motivated or to get motivated to even go to networking events? I think the first thing you want to look at is you want to be choosy about your networking events. And you can tell a lot of things by looking at a website or social media. Um, You can tell a lot of things by who follows those people on social media. Um, You know, if you really respect a bunch of people who are leaders that you can consider to be experts in your field, and they are all, like, loving this event company or whatever, like this networking organization, and they're all members, that's definitely something worth checking out. Why do they like that? You can ask them. They will happily answer you because people like to talk about things that, um, well, people like to talk about themselves. And also people like to talk about things that they really love and believe in. Um, so if they really believe in their in that mission, then they're going to want to tell you about it. Um, but you can also look at the photos um, and the the verbiage, it, do you identify with who they are describing as their clientele? Um, there are a lot of networking organizations, and some of them are geared towards, let's say, um, female entrepreneurs. Some of them are geared towards just weddings. If you sell window replacements, don't go to a wedding um, social. It's not, go- not that you might not find a client there, but a lot of people will feel either confused mm-hmm. or it, it, you may not come away with what you're hoping to come away with, um, which is, you know, clients or referrals. Um, right. Whereas, you know, if you are an event space, even if you don't hold wedding, going to a wedding social can still actually give you significant benefits because, people that work in the wedding industry tend not to just be wedding, they're wedding and events. So even if it says wedding, don't cross it off your list right away. Um, The other thing is, so you want to figure out if it's your niche before you even think about going, because you're not going to be motivated to go if you don't think that it is. If you feel like it's not the right event for you, if that's your gut saying that, listen to your intuition, there's probably something that they're saying, you know, like we say at District List, I always say lighthearted networking socials, because that's what we host. They're lighthearted, they're welcoming. I want everyone to be happy. When you come in, I introduce myself to you, and um, I find out what your intention is for that event. And if you tell me, oh, hey, I have this podcast, um, and I'm really interested in meeting other entrepreneurs. Then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, you know who's been talking to me about wanting to go on a podcast is this person over here. Do you want me to introduce you? So you're being the perfect host. Uh, That's one of the reasons that I started this. Um, I got tired of navigating some of the events that I'd go and I would be like, "Uh, 
I'm stuck talking to um, <laughs> something that just like has nothing to do with me. Like I right. have a dog. Let's say you're stuck talking to me about my dog's Instagram for the whole night. You are not going to love that if you don't like dogs. <laughs> right. Well, honestly, <laughs> that, not love that anyway. <laughs> that's not going to happen because I, and I've experienced that before where I've gone to networking events and people are just going either on and on about themselves or the yeah. industry that they're in is nothing that I'm interested in. And I just, after, after a minute or so, I'm like, I'll just say real talk. I'll just be like, you know what? It was great meeting you. Here's my card. If you want to stay in touch, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, mingle and, and network with some other people. Thanks so much. And I keep it moving sometimes. And I know I'm a, I'm a social butterfly and I don't necessarily have a problem. I don't want to say hurting people's feelings because that's not my goal, but I don't have a problem being direct with people because sometimes they don't, they don't get the hint. So if they don't get the hint, well, then that's when I have to kind of, yeah, I just kind of have to shut that down. But I want to ask you this, when you go to a networking event, and one of the things that you just, one of the things you mentioned earlier in regards to um, certain things that people say, certain comments that people say when you walk up to them, oh, you lost so much weight, or oh, you did this. I find sometimes, yeah. and I think this is a big no-no, when you go to networking events and you see someone that you that you know or you're very familiar with, sometimes I feel like people say things like that to you, especially sometimes one-on-one, but even when you're in a group, because they want the other person to know how well they know you. And in the process yeah, of doing be careful that, of that, right. And in the process of doing that, you can bring things up that are very personal and very intimate. Like one of the things I notice a lot of women tend to do is they, they'll comment on the hair thing. Oh, you have a new hair color. Oh, and they'll even like it's gotten almost status quo where people feel comfortable in asking you, is that your real hair? I've always thought that that was a rude and disrespectful question to ask any person especially out in public, because whether it is or whether it isn't, in the grand scheme of things, what difference is it going to make in what we're doing right now? It's not. So when you go to the networking events, be cognizant of the personal comments and the personal conversations that you have with people and make sure that you're not making someone feel uncomfortable because that can be the difference between them referring you, hiring you, or just not working with you at all. Yeah, always think about what you would want someone to say about you. And keep in mind that if it is another person that doesn't know them very well, um, or that they could potentially even be training in, you know, as a, as a person that's on their team, um, and they're trying to keep it very professional, you're, you, you can open up some doors that make things a little bit dicey, but it also can really isolate the other person and then they feel like they're no longer part of the conversation, mm -hmm. whereas you want everyone, even if they're a lingerer on the outside of the group, invite them in because we've all been that lingerer and we've right. all been that person who's like, oh, these two know each other really well. I guess I don't really fit in here. What well, was really nice to meet you and then you go even though you were having a great time and both of the other people might've been feeling the same way. It's something that we don't necessarily intend to do, but, um, but can happen. So it's, it's definitely something to watch out for because um, the, the policy with networking should always be um, that you are making everyone around you feel comfortable, that you're being authentic, 
and that you are working to learn about the other people and you're not there to talk about everything you're doing. Um, I own three businesses and I can't go into a place and say, hi, I'm the CEO of Photos of Hardy. I'm the CEO of District Bliss and I'm the um, co-host of the Wedding Dish podcast. Like I can't, it's so much information for me to unload on someone at one time that I usually go in as, Sarah, who is a photographer, Sarah, who owns a networking organization, or Sarah, who is a podcaster. Right. And again, that's your lot of info. Right. And again, you're going in with your agenda. So when you go to that networking event, you've already decided what your goal is. If it's to get more photography clients, is it it to get more people to come out to to a district bliss event? Is it to get, are you prospecting potential guests for your podcast? So you're going with you know, with a goal in mind. But let me ask you this. When you go to a networking event, everyone says you're supposed to have your elevator pitch. How conversational should your elevator pitch be where you don't sound like you're <laughs> you're reading a script? Uh, so it's funny because I write the way that I speak. So it's actually funny that you asked me that question because my elevator pitch is, um, hi, I'm Sarah Allipin. I'm the CEO of Disbliss. We work with um, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people in the wedding and event space who are looking to build their businesses, expand their networks, and just find their people. Mm-hmm. So we host lighthearted networking socials, workshops. We bring in awesome speakers and experts in the field to help with business building. And sometimes we do just fun DIY events or um, have Pilates, like light Pilates at our networking socials because activities are fun. And mm-hmm. that's like essentially my elevator pitch. I think having it sound conversational is super important because it does speak to your authenticity. Even when you do write it, I find when you write it, just write it and then put it away for a couple of days and then come back to it to see how you would tweak it. Because even when, you know, when we were mapping out the different scenarios for the show, people have things that they sent, but I have to still think about, you know, keeping it true to what they wrote, but at the same time, keeping it authentic to when I read it, it sounds like something, you know, natural that comes out versus something that's, you know, like I'm reading verbatim or bio about someone. Not always easy. You have, you definitely need to practice. Um, I highly recommend in all of your ride share, Lyft, Uber, whatever, everyone asks you that's a driver what you do. Use your elevator pitch and practice practice it out and see what they, what resonates with them. Um, Because, you know, a lot of those people might be your ideal client. They might be driving because they are um, an entrepreneur and that's their side hustle. They might be driving because they're getting extra money for a wedding or whatever. but you never know who, and that is just because we use rideshare so much now in this area. And I mean, I think everywhere um, that that's just a super easy way to test it out and tweak it. Cause you can, right. I mean, you can even ask for feedback because people love talking about like, you know, their expertise and whatever. So if they want to say like, you know, Oh, well, I didn't really think that, the event thing sounded like it would be much fun. Well, then maybe I want to change the word lighthearted to welcoming or something. I don't know. I mean, totally. Yeah, off no, the I cuff, like lighthearted because 
it gave me the sense of it being laid back, no pressure, enjoyable, you know, come as you are type thing, leave the airs at the door. That's that's the perception that I got from it. And when you were just talking about asking, that leads me to my next question, where a lot of times we'll have conversations with people at networking events, whether short or long conversations, but we never do a call to action. And the call to action being something that we ask, whether it's something that we offer or if we're asking for a connection. And I actually pulled that from your workshop that you shared with me. What's, what's the name of your workshop? I apologize. Oh, that's okay. The networking workshop with the Wing Woman Collective? Yes, yes. That was a nice 30-minute, 30 30-plus-minute 30 um, networking thing. And that was one of the things that she mentioned about um, have, making sure at the end you have a call to action. What is it that you want them to do? Are you asking them to do something? Are you offering them something in return? Or are you looking just to make a connection? So I think that kind of falls into what your intentions are when you go to the networking event, but making sure that you make your intentions known before the conversation is over with. Yeah, um, one of my very favorite things to do is ask, you know, what kind of networking events the person usually attends. And then I say, you know, I heard about this upcoming event, even if it's not networking. It might be that we happen to talk about how we love Prosecco and there's a tasting going on um, somewhere. And it seems like it might be a cool event just in general, but also could be an opportunity to meet the venue coordinator or something. Um, then I'll say, hey, I'm going to send you this information because I think this event would be really fun and I was thinking about going, but if you want to go, I would definitely be in. Um, and then you're not, you don't necessarily have to carve time out of your own schedule because you already want to do it. And it's actually going to hold you accountable too, um, which is another thing like, accountability for networking is is so important and i invite people to all kinds of if i know there's a networking opportunity out there i'll i'll hit a couple people especially ones i know avoid doing networking um <laughs> because that's just that's the teacher in me um i know that it's fun if you come with me it's always going to be fun if you come with me so um there are very few things that I cannot make a joke about <laughs> right. and make you laugh. I just think it's always great to invite other people or the person to another event that you're attending because then you really get to continue showing up and seeing them and you kind of have a built-in accountability buddy. Now, one thing I, I, I think is important, too, I think a lot of times when people think about networking, they always think, oh, I have to go to an event. But one-on-one -on -one networking can be just as effective and it doesn't always have to be expensive like you don't always have to meet for lunch or dinner you can just meet with coffee or tea and just have that powwow like there's a lot of times when if there's a networking event and let's say it's a paid networking event and it costs $30 or whatever it may be I have to be honest with you I ask myself do I want to spend $30 or $25 to go to that networking event, or would it be more viable for me to connect further with someone that I already have a relationship with and use that towards towards lunch or towards coffee and I just pick up the tab? What do you think about the impact on one-on-one -on -one networking versus 
networking events? One-on-one networking is invaluable. Um, you're going to, again, play that numbers game. Um, so you're only getting that one person, but you can do even more than just going for coffee or tea. You can say, hey, I was thinking about going on this hike today. Any chance you feel like joining me and getting some fresh air? I need a break mm-hmm. from sitting behind my computer. Or I'm going to head over to the dog park. Any interest in joining me? Or I'm taking my kids to the park. Um, or, you know, my kid has a sport ga- a sporting event. Um, you know, it's, it's always more fun when we're together. Any chance you feel like joining me and we can talk a little bit of shop? I'll bring, you know, donuts or something. Um, <laughs> and it's because you never, it never hurts to invite. And right. um, like, I may not want to go to um, a sporting event, especially if it's like raining or it's like 7 a.m. Because let's be honest, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't get up before nine. Um, <laughs> I don't have kids and my dog sleeps in. I have to get him out of bed. Um, so, um you know, I'm, I might, I'm going to decline that if it's, if it's not inside something I'm comfortable doing, but that doesn't mean that it hurts to invite because I still know that you wanted to see me and it's still nice. It still feels good. So, um, you know, you're not in any way obligating people by inviting them. Um, and the other thing is there are options for doing virtual networking. Um, we host virtual networking events at district list. Um, where they're actually kind of structured. So um, it's beneficial. You get to do a little bit of speaking about um, your business and and meet everybody that's in there. There are breakout rooms. You can have side conversations. Um, We also host those online workshops like what you watched at um, the one with Kylie Hodges of the Wing Wing Woman Collective. Um, Mm -hmm. They did a fantastic networking she did a fantastic networking workshop with us that's in our online academy but we do those live too and you get to come in with your questions and you get to come in with your um business um especially if it's like something social media then your business we're going to ask you to put your social media handle in there bam you've got a connection you didn't have to put on pants or get up your couch (laughs) um so um and you know the other thing is, like, sometimes it's really hard to get around the city during rush hour, um, even if you have reverse commute. And it's important to keep in mind that, yes, networking is important, but you also have to make it work for you so that you don't resent it, hate it, and go in with a negative attitude because that isn't getting anyone anywhere. Um, it, it, you, you have to make it work for you. Um, so we're hosting more during the day events this in 2020 um, because I've been noticing that a lot of people, well, there's also a lot of saturation and it's really hard to pick through some of the evening events um, mm-hmm. to see what's really going to be worth your while um, where you're going to get the highest ROI. But, um, you know, coming to a daytime event, it's a nice break from your day where you get to go see people where you might not talk to anybody other than your significant other, or maybe nobody else that whole day, um, depending. We're going into our power plays. What would be the next three steps that the listener should take in order to start networking more effectively? I would say ask people in your field that you respect which events they go to. 
and why. Um, that's the easiest, easiest way to find out what events are going to be worth your while. Um, and ask a couple of different people. Um, you can reach out to the event coordinator and actually interact with them. Look on social media, really like listen to your gut about if that seems like, if you look at pictures and nobody in the pictures looks like you at all for a variety of reasons, um, it might not be the right choice for you. Um, or if it looks like they're all stock photos, just be wise to that. Um, because if they look mm -hmm. like, if you've got like a bunch of tattoos, you're super creative, but everybody looks like they're wearing suits and that's just not your jam, that's probably not for you. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way on either side. I own a suit. I don't wear it very often, but I do own it and I have a tattoo. Um, but um, the other thing is once you do find your, your networking people, your networking tribe and the events that you really mesh with, keep showing up. Don't just go once and think, well, that was super fun. I really liked it. That like recharged my networking batteries. And now I'm really inspired to go to more events. Keep going to those events too. So yes, hopefully those events inspire you and then you continue to go to other events too. But you're not going to get the same people at every single event. District list, you don't have the same people showing up at every event. Do we have a bunch of regulars? Yes. Do we have a bunch of members? Yes. But are you going to meet a whole bunch of new people? Yes. So that's what you want. You want that kind of, um, you want to keep developing deeper relationships as you network. Um, and just because you liked one event, don't make the assumption that it's going to be exactly the same every time. Um, because it's a really good event, then the person that's running it is probably keeping their finger on the pulse and really knows how to keep things interesting, fun, and and lively and worthwhile because at the end of the day, every second you spend doing something is money you're either taking out of your pocket or putting into your pocket. So Sarah, how can our listeners get in um, contact with you? If you want to um, check out our website, it's districtbliss.com. On Instagram, District Bliss is at District Bliss Events. Um, you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook, same thing. And feel free to reach out. I love connecting with people. I, I thrive on it. It's what I do. Um, I'm a master connector. It's just, it makes me happy. Happy, happy. Sarah's a people person, y'all. She's very, she's very energetic, <laughs> which is what I love. So, Sarah, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. And to our listeners, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode. Remember, business is a lifestyle. Use everyone. Don't misuse anyone. Until next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on CEO Combo. Visit our website, hustlertoceo.com, and subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you're loving the combo we're serving up, please give us a five-star rating or tell a friend. Don't forget to rep your CEO status and order your Hustler to CEO gear today. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of CEO Combo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs.